Welcome to The Liberating Secret with your host, author and teacher, Sylvia Pierce. The Liberating Secret is dedicated to revealing the mystery of the gospel, which is Christ in you, the only hope of glory. Let's join Sylvia Pierce for today's lesson. Welcome to The Liberating Secret. My name is Sylvia Pierce, and I'm so glad to be with you again today. I really feel like today we're, I'm going to do a very important teaching. Of course, I think all my teachings are important. But nevertheless, this is very vital in a, in, to understand the difference between soul and spirit. And uh, I think that's the reason that most people are confused about who they really are is because they don't understand the truth uh, and the difference between soul and spirit. And I think that's exactly what... Hebrews chapter 4 brings out to enter into his rest, enter into the promised land of rest that's promised to the people of God through Christ. Uh, you have to know the difference between soul and spirit. That divides it out. Because the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword dividing between the soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and thoughts and intents of our heart. Now that's... Uh, Hebrews chapter 4. You can look that up. All right. Well, the name of this chart at 44 is the human is tripartite. Now, I want us to look at this chart before we even discuss it. it there's three circles there which really um, talk about the human having three levels of manifestation. Uh, the first one, of course, is body, the outer level that we understand what that is. That's the outer bodily expression. Now our soul uh, um, is basically our, our basic emotions, our feelings, our likes and dislikes, our personality, intellectual reasoning, and logic. Now most people say that your will is in your soul. I, I do not believe that. I do not believe that is right. Your, your will is in your spirit. Because your, your human spirit is joined to the Holy Spirit, and that is where you have heart, mind, and will. Now, mind is different than soulish thinking. Thinking is different than mind. Thinking is how you intellectually reason and logically think things out, you see. But in spirit, you have an inner knowing. You know that you know that you know in your mind. All right, you have your heart is there. What is heart? That's why it says receive Jesus in your heart. Well, that's right. That means in your spirit. So you, you receive Jesus in your heart or your spirit, and he is love. So the only way that we can love if we is if we stand in the truth that we are in union with him, and it is his agape love in us. So when we're born again and we receive his spirit, we start loving truly loving um, uh, for the first time in our life and loving maybe not maybe before all we've done is pretty much lust well now this is true love this is a agape love and we end up loving Jesus loving our family loving our neighbors and that's only because Jesus is the love factor inside of our heart he is love the Bible says in first John he doesn't give it to us he doesn't give it to the little spirit 
He is it through the little spirit. That's the difference. And he's mind. We know that we know that we know in our human spirit. And he also, and also we have will. These are the faculties of our spirit. Heart, mind, and will. What is our will? What is the will? I will that I will. Okay, it's the capacity to receive a on the believing level. This is where we're going to believe the truth or believe the lie. Right there in our spirit. When we received Christ, we received him in spirit. You, and you made a willful choice from your spirit to receive him. I always say if we made a choice from our soul, we would not want him the next day. I would say, no, I don't want you, Jesus, because in your soul, your soul vacillates. Your soul is somewhat like um, a roller coaster. You see, if we're living in our soul or from our soul and not from spirit, it's pretty much like a roller coaster. And that's why people say, you know, this life is just crazy. I'm up one day, down the next. But you see, you're identifying yourself as your soul. That's the point. How do you identify yourself? And that's what I say in this chart 44 at the very bottom. How do you identify yourself? Now, through the cross, uh, back to looking at this chart 44, um, Christ is in, in center, in the center of you, in your spirit, manifesting through your soul and through your body. And he cleanses your soul and body. The Bible says that he that is in Christ has crucified the flesh, meaning the wrong use of my flesh. So I have a cleansed flesh, a cleansed vessel, really, uh, to manifest the spirit. Now, on the outside of me is Satan. He is constantly bombarding me from the outside. And because I still live in a, a fallen flesh, I'm still susceptible to his temptations. I'm available to be tempted, and I am. We all are. We're living in his world. And he certainly tempts us, but he does it from the outside. And he's trying to cause us to identify either with our body and our soul. He's trying to cause us to identify ourselves to be our soul and in our body. And then also, he doesn't even mind it if we fight him. Because the Bible says that we don't fight with, with um, flesh and blood. We don't fight with ourselves. We fight with principalities and powers. We're fighting with a satanic source on the outside of ourselves. That's what our fight is. And um, also, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, um, this is very, very interesting. It says, But I beseech you that you may not be bold when I am present. I'm, um, he's talking to the Corinthians. And uh, he says, um, I am to be bold ag uh, against some which think as if we walk according to the flesh. He, he's saying, uh, people are judging me as if I'm just walking according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. So we walk in a, we're, we're a flesh being. We're walking in a, in a, in a fallen body. That's for sure. Uh, spirit has to be manifested through a body. Okay. But we do not war after the flesh. So our warfare is not that we're fighting our flesh. See, that's what Paul was doing in Romans 7, trying to conquer his flesh temptations and sins through trying to fight him himself, trying and fighting and beating up himself, beating his flesh. And, of course, the Colossians people, the um, people that of Colossae were in a false teaching 
Gnosticism, which they thought that they could beat their flesh. Some people have even done that, where they have beat the, their backs until they're bloody. Well, the Bible says we don't war against flesh, so that's not our warfare. But our, the, it says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. And uh, also Ephesians chapter 6 says that, um, our, that our warfare is not with flesh and blood, it's with principalities and powers. So there's our warfare. And that's, he's coming to us from the outside. But he's projecting his thoughts on my body and on my soul. So I'm feeling it and also I'm thinking it. You know, this is, where, this is what trips people up. This is why we say we still have the old nature. Because we're identifying those feelings and thoughts that are coming to us from the outside. Satan is projecting his thoughts and his feelings onto us. And we're, we're identifying that to be me. So, you see, the reason that I have so much, so much problems and the reason I hate myself is because Satan is really an identity theft. He's trying to, he's trying to steal your identity. He's trying to tell you, you are your feelings. You are your flesh. No, we are spirit clothed in soul and body. We are not flesh. That's not who I am. That's what I live in. I live in the flesh. I live in it. I live in a fleshly body. I live in a soul and I have soul thoughts and feelings. But you see, Satan is projecting his thoughts onto you and onto me from the outside. Now, I always say to people as a illustration of this, I say, am I projecting my thoughts into your mind because I'm speaking to you? Do you hear what I'm saying? Am I Am I projecting those thoughts into your mind? And uh, you would say, well, yeah. And I would say, am I in your mind? No. I'm on the outside and I'm projecting those thoughts into your mind. Well, what if I were an invisible spirit? And what if I falsely identified myself as you? What if I, and, and what if I told you that it was you that was thinking these thoughts, you see? That because Satan speaks to us in first person. Now, this is when we really get down to how, how we find victory over all these thoughts that come to us. That's why the Bible in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 says, For the warfare, uh, weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not more, it's not more flesh that I have to pour uh, to fight flesh. I don't fight flesh with flesh, but mighty through God. It's God who pulls down the strongholds that might have a stronghold even in my mind. Casting down imaginations. These are false imaginations of who I think I am. That's who Satan tells me I am. And uh, because he speaks to me in first person. So if you think you're, uh, if, you're, if he accuses you all the time and you accept those accusations as truth, then he's deceiving you and he's stealing your identity. He's an identity theft. And he is saying he is the you in you. And so if you identify yourself as a soul person and as your feelings and as your thoughts, then you're going to fall under his temptations, you see. So the only way to fight these temptations is that the Holy Spirit casts down all this false imagination and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And an independent self is what exalts itself above the knowledge of God. So, because Satan tells us that we can conquer these through uh, our own self-effort, through our own trying and failing. And so, 
but we do fail all the time. So we can't conquer them. We finally realize we can't. And our warfare is not me trying to fight Satan or me trying to fight Satan off. It's not about me at all. You know, in the little book of, Jay, of Jude, uh, Jude says that Michael, the archangel, does not even uh, throw out railing accusations against uh, Satan. But he says, the Lord rebuke you. So what he's saying is, I'm coming in the name of the Lord, and the Spirit of the Lord is the one that really rebukes you, Satan. Well, we better be doing the same thing as the archangel. If the archangel couldn't even fight Satan, well, how, how, why do we think we can? We can't. I had a missionary friend tell me, if Satan comes and knocks at your door, don't open it. Uh, send Jesus. So that, that's the whole point. And it's the Holy Spirit that casts down all these false imaginations, this high, these high thoughts that we can somehow manage and fight, fight, fight off Satan. Uh, you, you see, you have to realize that he's a spirit being much stronger than you in human flesh. And if flesh and blood tries to fight Satan, he's going to win every time. And he loves you to fight him. Because if you're fighting him, you're thinking that you're able to overcome him. You see, but if you send Jesus to do the fighting and you send the Holy Spirit and you say, Jesus, this, you say to Satan, this fight is not against you, uh, not for me to fight. I, I'm just, go take this up with Jesus. If you have any problems with me, go take it up with Jesus. Well, he won't. He'll have to leave. And so, but it's the Holy Spirit that brings down all, uh, brings down these false imaginations and every high thing exalted against the knowledge of God, against the knowledge of who you really are, and bring into captivity every thought. See, that's where the warfare is, is in our mind. The warfare is in our mind. He is trying to, he speaks to us in first person. He projects his thoughts onto us. And if we believe them, we're going to live under his deceptions, you see. And he makes us feel afraid. You see, we are afraid. We, we tremble at all these thoughts that he says to us. But the minute that you say, Satan, I don't, I'm not even going to see you. All I know is that I'm standing in the truth of Jesus. Jesus lives in me. Jesus will have to answer you. I can't even, I'm not even going to touch it. I'm not even going to go there. You know, the Bible in James chapter four says, submit yourself to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. Well, what, 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 uh, what does that mean? Sub most people say, oh, I'm resisting the devil. I'm going to resist the devil. You better not resist the devil. The, the scripture says, submit yourself first to God. And then you, that automatically resists the devil. The minute you recognize who you really are, that's turning the light on in a dark room, and that resists the, the darkness leaves. When you uh, enter a dark room, you don't go fighting it. You don't fight the darkness when you enter that room. You, say, you don't say, I rebuke you, darkness. That's crazy. You say, you don't say anything. You just go over and turn the light on. That's, and what, how do you do that in the spirit? What you do is you just turn on the truth that Jesus is the light of the world and he lives in me and that's who I am. So you turn that on and guess what? The devil, you're automatically resisting the devil. So that, 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 that is so important to see. So how you identify yourself is very important. If we identify ourselves as our soul, our emotions, and our feelings, they're going to be all over the place, as you well know. And sometimes it's like a tornado. Sometimes you're bombarded on every level. 
And you know, the Bible says the mind of the flesh is death. The mindset on the spirit is life. Okay, that's what Romans 8 says. So if your mind is set on your emotions and how you feel and what you like and what you don't like and, and your, your intellectual reasoning, what you can reason and what you, what your logic. And a lot of times women identify themselves with their emotions. Men identify themselves with their intellectual reasoning and knowledge. And sometimes it's interchangeable. And, but see, identifying myself as my soul will always trick me, trip me up. It's how we feel, but it's not who we are. When I was a young person, I identified myself with my body. I thought I was pretty cute. That's how, who I thought I was. Well, I got a little older, and then I started realizing that I had emotions and feelings and thoughts and could reason things out, so I identified myself as my soul. But I was very, very insecure because my soul was all over the place. It didn't give me any security. You're not going to be secure until you identify yourself as spirit. That's where the substance is. That's where the spiritual security and the assurance comes from. It comes from spirit. So when you identify yourself as your spirit joined to his spirit, you're going to be, you're going to have the assurance, not only of your salvation, but the assurance of who you are and the assurance that what you pray for, you will get. You see, the we're, we, we need to have boldness. We need to have assurance. You're not going to have that any other way unless you live in your spirit and not in your soul and quit identifying yourself as your soul feelings what, uh, let me give you one example before i go to the next uh chart uh, a friend of mine uh was going to go out to eat lunch with me and um, she called me and she said sylvia i cannot go out to eat lunch with you today i am so depressed i said oh sharon go ahead that's okay, then go ahead and be depressed. You don't, you don't have to go out and eat lunch with me today, but you can go ahead and be depressed. She said, you mean it doesn't matter that I feel this way? No, go ahead and feel it. And so she said, oh, okay. So she hung up, laid on her couch, and the minute she gave herself permission to feel that way, but yet did not identify herself to be her feelings, this is very important, all those feelings left her and she felt okay and we went out and ate lunch. Why? Because she, stepped, she, kept fi she kept fighting her feelings. She kept fighting the thoughts. If you fight the thoughts that come to your mind, you're really fighting Satan's thoughts that come into your mind of depression. You're, you're, believe you're listening to his lies. But you don't have to fight it. So you don't have to fight your feelings or fight your thoughts. You just say, oh, Okay, that's how I feel. That's right. I'll just accept that. That's how I feel. But that's not who I am. Christ is in me. He's, he's my victor. He's the one. He's not depressed. I might feel depressed. So it's wrong to say, I am depressed. You're identifying the I am spirit as depressed. No, that's not who you are. That's what you feel. But that's not who you are. So moving right along. All the, to chart 45, all the strong negatives that we have on our soul is how we feel, but it's not who we are. And it's not wrong to be tempted. Everybody confuses temptation with sin. Every time we have wrong thoughts in our mind, we think, oh my gosh, I've sinned. Well, it's a good thing Jesus uh, did, knew the difference between soul and spirit because otherwise he would have thought he sinned because he was tempted in every way. He had all kinds of satanic thoughts come into his mind. He had to because you wouldn't be tempted otherwise. 
you see, but he did not sin because temptation is, I want to do the wrong thing. I mean, even when the devil said, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world, there had to be a part of him that wanted it. But if he had says, okay, I will take it, that would have been sin. Wanting it was a form, was temptation and not sin. Now, it could, it could lead you right into sin. He could have said, okay, I will take it, but he didn't. So I want to, want to do the wrong thing is not sin, but saying I will do it, that, that's the sin, you see. So all the I want to's that come in our mind, we think, oh, I sin every day. Well, that's not true. The pulls on our soul level are not wrong. They're not who we are, and we're meant to be tempted. Temptations are not sin. We just misinterpret them as wrong and try to do good by resisting them, who is really Satan speaking to us. If, but if we recognize the pulls as not as Satan, as coming from Satan and not coming from us, when we stop, when we stop resisting Satan's pulls, he loses his power. He, what you fight will fight you back. What you resist will resist you back, you see. You're starting a, a tug of war. The more you fight him, the more he's going to fight you back. We're really propagating satanic, uh, the satanic hold in us the more we try to fight Satan or fight our feelings or fight our thoughts, you see. We just switch to spirit. All we do, somebody said, well, how do you do this? Well, it's like you're going, you're, you, you've got a screen on your TV, you got a channel on your TV, all you do is switch channels, go to another screen. Okay, that screen is projecting to you satanic thoughts. Say, uh, no, that's not who I am, and switch to who you really are. It's like this, you can think the thoughts and they'll go on in your mind and you go around and around and around. The way out is just turn the light on, you switch and you go, no, that's not who I am. Switch over to who we really are, which is Christ living inside of us. You'll find the victory there. And so these temptations are only an opportunity for faith. So we don't have to resist them or fight them. They're just our opportunity to be stronger and stronger in faith. And is exactly what will happen. Example, we don't fight the darkness when we walk into a dark room. No, we simply switch on the light. And Jesus himself learned obedience of faith by the things that he suffered. So it's it's the way that God perfects us is through temptation. And we're going on into the next chart, 46, which is the chart about temptation. And um, I'm sure we'll, we will continue this next time, but we're, we're going to continue into this. Paul, James says it. I love the little book of James. I've told you that before. So many people... Um, so many people say, oh, just cut the book of James out of your Bible. Well, not so. Not so. James has a lot to say. Okay, the book of James. I've always, um, I've always loved the book of James. Um, and, but why? Because it talks about temptation. And I, read, I quoted to you before what it says in the previous uh, uh, par, uh, chap, uh, program is James um, says, Count it all joy when we fall into diverse temptations and trials. Trying of your faith works patience. And let patience have a perfect work that you might know that you're whole, complete, lacking nothing. So it's through temptation and uh, trials that really 
will perfect us because we'll learn the obedience of faith, how to see the truth of who you are by faith. So the more temptations you have against that, the more it's going to fix you in the truth of who you really are. God wants fixed sons. God wants settled sons. And this is how he does it. He does it through satanic attack. I didn't come up with the plan. God came up with the plan. And I thought, if, is there any other way except suffering? No, there's not. Even Jesus himself learned suffering by the things. He learned obedience by the things he suffered. So here it is. It says in verse 13 of the first chapter of James, no, Let no man say that he is tempted. I am tempted of God. So that's what we said before. We're not saying the temptations come from God. They come from Satan. But yet, uh, God means them. But God means them. Uh, for God can, 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 cannot tempt you with evil, neither tempt any man, any man. But this is how we're tempted. Every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed, okay, drawn away of his own lust. Well, this lust, everybody says, see, we still have lust. Well, yeah, you do, because lust really is strong desire. Strong desire used by the Holy Spirit is, uh, is, it, it, it ends up being love, you see. So, uh, but in our flesh, yes, we have three levels of desire because if we didn't have desire in my flesh, I wouldn't even want to eat or um, take care of my body. I have desire in my soul because I wouldn't want companionship or, 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 or fellowship. I have desire in spirit uh, because um, I am, uh, I desire God and I desire the truth, you see. So there are, humanly speaking, I'm three levels of desire. Well, that desire left to itself can be, and Satan pulling on it makes me think that I'm lusting after the wrong thing. And he entices me to make me think that I really want what he says. Well, the truth is I really don't want that. That's not what my spirit center wants, joined to Christ. But he makes me think I want the wrong thing. And if I think I'm just my soul, then I might just, I might fall for what he's, he think, he, he is call, causing me to think. So this chart is, comes from James 1.14. So, and how do I, and how do I say it? I say it down here. Down here, look at this chart. It says, I feel, I, which is spirit, feel lustful or feel passionate, which we're all going to feel, which is strong desire. We all have that strong desire. And that's a soul emotion. So that isn't wrong in and of itself. It's what we do with that strong emotion. I mean, we're all, we're all emotion. We have strong feelings, but you see, uh, but I feel that strong desire. Okay. Now Satan entices me. Now look how he pulls me down and entices me. And, uh, and, and entices me by Satan's lie. I am just me alone, and I ought not to have these feelings. I ought not to feel this way. Maybe you do have a strong temptation. You have been listening to The Liberating Secret with Sylvia Pierce. We want to send a special thank you to all our supporters who make this program possible. If you have been blessed by this program and would like to contact Sylvia, you can write her at P.O. Box 43268, Louisville, Kentucky, 40253. That's Post Office Box 43268, 
Louisville, Kentucky, 40253. You can also find more of Sylvia's teachings on her website. The web address is www.theliberatingsecret.com. That's www.theliberatingsecret.com. And be sure to listen again right here Monday through Friday at the same time for The Liberating Secret with author and teacher Sylvia Pierce. So until next time, may God richly bless you.